Hello everyone, my name is Anton and I'm the newest member of the Beyond Billable Hours team. As a marketing specialist, I've joined BBH on this exciting journey to help grow awareness of the Beyond Billable Hours e-learning platform. For those keeping tabs on BBH's recent LinkedIn activity, you'll have noticed there's been numerous announcements highlighting the upcoming launch of BBH's soft skill training e-learning platform. With so much interest and questions received regarding the upcoming launch, we felt this was a perfect opportunity to put our founder, Barbara Conan-Gerding, under the spotlight on this podcast to provide further insights of this new project. So hi, Barbara, how are you? Hi, Anton, I'm good, thank you. How are you? Yeah, I'm very well, thank you. How does it feel being a guest on your own podcast? Yeah, it's a bit weird. Um, I've been interviewing people uh, until now, actually, but I'm very pleased to to have you on board and I'm very pleased to be doing this one uh, now as well. Um, So, yeah, I'm happy to be here. Excellent. Yeah, it's exciting. So, um, first of all, what can you tell our listeners about the Beyond Fillable Hours e-learning platform? Right, so Beyond Billable Hours is a is an e-learning platform, as you said, um, which offers online courses. Now, there's obviously um, various providers who provide online uh, courses, um, but this one, our platform, is really focused on professional services. So all the examples that we use within our courses, um, all the material that we provide on the platform is all tailored to the professional services sector. So think of consultants, accountants, lawyers, etc. Um, and this is because we felt there was a, a gap in the market. So um, it is quite different in that way. So we attract um, various experts within professional services who give excellent training uh, to uh, associates, fee earners within within that sector, basically. Okay, awesome. And how did this concept come about then, Barbara? Where do I start? Um, and I'll try to keep it short because this could be a very long story. But um, in essence, um, I wrote a book last year, which I published, um, and um, it actually went quite well, uh, better than expected. So I thought this, this should not be my sort of like final uh, product. I've always had in mind, this is only a stepping stone to where I want to get eventually. Um, and that is sort of like within my, within my core and after building all that experience uh, throughout my career, I felt a sort of like a duty to uh, share my knowledge because I felt there is a huge gap between, um, you know, what fee earners learn in at university, whether that be law school or business school, etc., anywhere else, but they do not necessarily gain the, um, the sort of like the soft skills that they need to have, well, meaningful conversations, to have um, sales conversations, to uh, make sure they can close the deal, um, to make sure that they, uh, you know, present. A great presentations um, is a very different skill set than what you would learn in school. Um, and we know that lots of firms they would invest in training courses, but then you take um, you know your fee earners out for a day or sometimes two days, very expensive days as well, because it's not only the cost for the training but also the billable hours. And after those two days, everyone gets back to their day to day, and the rest is sort of like forgotten. Whereas I would really like this to be an ongoing process. And as things, especially since last year, of course, turned a lot more digital, I wanted to make sure that all of that knowledge from people within the industry um, who've trained um, fee earners for lots and lots and lots of of times and years to also be able to uh, offer that training online on demand and make sure that 
that is some sort of like continuous learning program on the soft skills front uh, for fee earners. So, so yeah, it really came about through my book, I would say. Okay, that's that's awesome. So it sounds like what fee earners are doing now is, you know, the firms are potentially saying, look, you need to do X amount of days per month or per year, but it's not a continuous process. They're not taking advantage of that. Not for everyone, not for everyone. I mean, there there might be some firms who are a little bit more advanced on the training front. Um, so they may have like uh, trainers come in on a regular basis. They may have bigger budgets as well. Um, but also for those smaller firms, I mean, they obviously have on their map that they want to, you know, training is, is of essence. Um, but the, the majority of the firms would focus on technical training, which is obviously important because you expect a lawyer or a consultant or an accountant um, to be a fantastic advisor to your clients. So you obviously want to focus on that first before you focus on the soft skill training. Um, but the, the, the reason why it's called beyond billable hours is obviously anything that goes beyond the billable hours is becoming more and more important as well, like building your practice, you know, and making sure that you continue to generate revenues for the firm. And we've all came to notice that the market is becoming more competitive. Um, you know, it's a lot more difficult to stand out from the crowd. Um, you need to have like um, a, a specific angle in order to attract that work, but also you need to get out there to get the work. And that's something that a lot of those professional services firms are, are, are trying to get used to now. But what it requires is to ensure that you train your fee earners to be able to do that. Um, and that's the thing that they didn't learn um, usually at, at university, but they gradually learn throughout you know, their jobs. But if we can excel that process uh, through um, you know, e-learning in that way, it's only going to be beneficial to to lots, not only to the firm that they work for, but also to the individual because they, they build their profile. And as we all know, profile profile building now and having a decent profile, especially as things are more online, is, is super important. Yeah, that's fantastic. And um, obviously you touched upon it in different moments there, but can you share with our listeners who exactly the platform is for? Yeah, so I would say um, it's it's targeted at um, um, sort of like the the junior to the, the mid senior level, I would say. So anyone who is looking to build, to develop and to build a practice, um, they would benefit from the training session. So we host a range of training from, um, uh, say, you know, as I said, presentation skills, for example, to sales training, to um, you know, how to have like meaningful client conversations, um, to business planning, um, to time management, to management skills, leadership skills, online networking, etc. So there's, I think there's something for everyone. And even if you're a bit more senior, I'm sure there's something that, you know, could be um, a, a great advantage. We also uh, host training sessions, for example, on legal design. Um, so for lawyers specifically, we have a legal design training. How do you um, put like really interesting, like your thoughts, your legal thoughts um, into some more um, probably digestible um, sort of like information to your clients by way of using graphics, by way of using design, literally. Really very interesting. And we also have, um, you know, a course on, on project management. Um, for professional services. So, you know, again, like it, it is for career progression, but also throughout your career, you may come across different things and you may want to learn something 
completely new that you had never thought of, then this would be the platform to try that thing out. Um, so that's really what it's for. So junior um, to to sort of like mid mid senior level, I would say. Excellent. And when do our listeners get to see it? Yeah, uh, very soon. Um, so we're working very hard to uh, to finalize the majority of the content. Um, so we're looking to go live in the next couple of weeks. Um, so yeah, I would say stay tuned. Um, it's it's coming very soon. But again, this is this is not a platform where we aim to sort of like um, have like high volumes, etc. What we want to do is we want to make sure that it's all high quality. And we all know quality takes time. So I just want to make sure it's all, you know, it's all good, smooth running, etc. Um, before we properly launch, but it's coming definitely in September. Amazing. It all sounds very exciting. Well, now seeing as this is still a BBH podcast, uh, I want to continue providing our listeners with relevant information on how to build a practice. Now, before I go ahead, listeners, if you're not aware, Barbara is also the business development and marketing director for Altamimi and Company. So she's got many valuable insights to share with us. So first of all, what do you think is one of the most important soft skills for fee earners in professional services firms? Um, well, I mean, it, it obviously depends on what you classify as a soft skill, of course. Um, for me, that would be, well, one of the most essential skills, I think, not only for fee earners, but in general. Um, and this may sound silly, but I think listening um, is super important. Now, what I would call, say, for example, client listening, just making sure that you understand your client's needs. This is only when you get to know what they actually want and how you can make sure that you can give that to them. So I would I would say um, client listening is super important, but it's often forgotten because especially what lawyers tend to do, um, but also sometimes, you know, accountants and consultants and many that I've worked with in professional services, they've got so much knowledge to share and they always go into sort of like, a client comes with them with a problem and they go into solution mode. So there's a lot of talking, you know, there's a lot of, I know the answer to this question or I know how to help you or I know, but it's not really about that. You first need to take a step back and you need to understand what are your client needs and also take that moment as an opportunity to learn a bit more about them so that you can service them um, in the future as well it should not just be a transactional thing right it should be a continuous thing so if you do one thing you also want to do the other thing and the other and the next and next and next so i think listening is probably one of the most important skills and something that needs to be taught like to be honest it's not something that comes natural to many people um, so I do think that's really valuable. Yeah, and I think that's something that some of the previous guests on this podcast have contributed by, by suggesting that, you know, nowadays fee earners are not just doing what they need to do. It's more of a case of they need to be business professionals as well. Um, so I think a lot of the previous guests have mentioned stuff along those lines. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. As I said before, like, you know, the work is no longer just coming in as it used to uh, back in the days. And marketing is now sort of like allowed um, um, within law firms uh, across accountancy, consultancy firms, etc. So it's great um, and it's a good opportunity to make use of. Right. I mean, we all need to market ourselves at the end of the day. Um, you need to take it to, to the right people. And again, to me, that starts with, you know, listening to your market, listening to your target audience. And what would you say is the number one marketing business development tool or trick that 
that fee earners should use to grow their practice? Um, I would say planning is key. Um, I know not everyone will agree with that, but I feel that if you know where you're heading, I think that's the most important thing. Um, so I always recommend when I speak to, to fee earners, um, you know, think about your long-term and your short-term goals before you think about anything else, because you need to know where you want to be and you need to align everything that you do um, from there uh, to make sure that you follow uh, a path. Like if you set a certain goal, but everything that you do throughout your career does not help you to achieve that goal, then what's the purpose of, of you doing that? You know, so if you set a specific goal, then you want to do everything you possibly can to achieve that goal. So you make more logical steps in between in order to achieve that goal. And it relates also to, and this is what I've seen a lot um, throughout my career, is uh, fee earners coming to me to ask me, um, Barbara, I've seen a fantastic conference. There is like 10,000 people attending. You know, they've asked me to speak. It only costs $10,000. And to me, that's like, you know, first of all, a lot of money. Secondly, it's not very targeted because 10,000 people, like who are these 10,000 people? Um, what do they bring to you? Do they help you to achieve your goal? Does this conference help you to achieve your ultimate goal? If the answer is no, not really, it's just some sort of exposure, but it's not really helping me to achieve that goal, then why would you do it? You're wasting $10,000 plus your time, plus you're not speaking to the right target audience. So it's a waste, you know, in total. Um, so this is why I think it's so important, but you can't make that decision if you didn't set your goals. So I think it's really important to have, you know, a clear path for yourself. And it doesn't mean you can't change that path. I think you can, because, you know, life changes, your circumstances change. So sometimes it requires you to take a different uh, journey, which is absolutely fine, but at least you've got yourself a, a, a certain, you know, direction um, set for yourself. So I think that's really important. So generally taking like a goal targeted driven approach to your business development activities there in that respect. That sounds good. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So online or offline, what is the way forward? Um, if I only had a, a magic wand or a, a glass bulb and I could have a look um, into the future, um, unfortunately, I don't, or fortunately, I don't know, depends on how you look at it. But I think I think it's going to be some sort of hybrid. Um, and this is not only because, you know, if I would say offline is going to be the way forward, then why am I building an online uh, learning platform? Um, I do really believe that things like the learning, the e-learning um, is going to continue. And it's just because of um, you know, uh, ease. I think it's just so much easier for people. You know, we've we've gotten used to a certain uh, lifestyle now since COVID, where we want to where we want to have access to everything. You know, right at our fingertips, and that's what's happening uh, now. And I, I think that will stay. I don't think that will ever go back to its normal shape. But if you think about you know organizing events, you know, doing more things offline. Yes, I do think it's coming back because we simply need it, right? We are longing for, you know, the personal connection, the personal contact, you know, the one-to-one -one meetings, etc. Um, that's part of our human nature. Um, I think we need that to feel that level of satisfaction within our jobs, personally, etc. So definitely it's going offline uh, again very soon, I'm sure. 
Um, but online will remain. I mean, it's just convenience. Um, so I do think if you've got an hour spare, for example, if I think about the learning platform, if I'm doing my ironing and I can listen into, um, you know, an e-learning and I've learned something new, I do this. I've got lots of um, of, of uh, e-book um, applications myself that I listen to when I go jogging, when I do my chores, etc. Um, and it's just because it's convenient and it wasn't there before, like a couple of years back. We didn't have that, but now it's all accelerated and I think that's fantastic and it's here to stay. Absolutely. And I think I think one thing that you touched upon there is that the offline does contribute to the online. I think, you know, people can generate more content and more activities and things like that. And it just fuels, it, they go in tandem, don't they? They fuel each other in that yeah. respect. Yeah. Okay, so what is your area of expertise and what can people learn from you on the BBH platform? Yeah, well, what I what I always um, do when I sit down with fee earners, which I've done lots and lots um, throughout my career, is really, as I said, you know, what I find the most important for them is to make sure that they have their goals clear, that they know what they want to do and want to be. So, for example, not everyone will follow the same career path. Um, there's people who would like to be a partner, who'd like to build their practice. And there's those who, um, you know, like to do the, the billables because they, they like, for example, a lawyer. They like the lawyering side of things, but there's also people who like the BD stuff, who like to be a bit more commercial about it. So I think um, it is really there to understand um, what you want to achieve within your career. And there is no right or wrong. It's just to make sure that you align everything that you do um, with your personal goals as well as with the firm's goals. So I would consider my expertise, and this is also um, what I wrote my book about, is, is pretty much around business planning, like have a proper plan in place. And again, you can change your plan as you get on, um, but at least you know think about it and put your thoughts down in, on paper because that's going to make it so much easier for yourself. Um, because it's also very important to be able to track your progress um, and celebrate success um, because that's highly motivational. Um, so yeah, my, I, I would always sort of like um, touch on business planning also the workshops that I host on Beyond Billable Hours is um, around business planning. Okay, excellent. And then can you give our listeners one final tip for building a sustainable practice? Um, yeah, I'm going to stick to um, my sort of like um, expertise and this is what I, uh, you know, uh, preach in the, in the book as well, um, is really like have a plan in place and try to stick to the plan and be rigorous about it. So make sure that you follow every step in the way. And again, it can change like in, in you know, a few years time because your personal circumstances change, etc. That's absolutely fine. But make sure you have a plan and that's just you know, very simple things like the questions that I usually ask, um, you know, aside from uh, what are your goals, etc. where do you want to be in a few years time, but also what is your expertise? Like what, what is it that you do that you are very good at? What is your niche? Where do you want to focus on? Who are your clients? What is, you know, what is the profile of your clientele? And what are you selling? Like what services are you selling and how are you going to sell them? And you need to understand what your competitors do as well. So I think a combination of all of that is like um, super important to follow. So I would say my tip is, you know, have a have a plan in place, whether that's in your head or you put it down on paper, even better. 
um, but something to hold on to and to follow is really important.